Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. got to believe him. Amen. Even in things that we think are impossible, they're not impossible to him. What are impossible to men are possible to God. That's why we got to believe. Amen. Help us to have faith, God. Amen. Not in how we feel and what we think can happen, because sometimes we feel like we're on the top of the mountain and we think we can do more than than, in other times. Uh, But that has no impact on God's ability to do anything. Amen. Paul said, when I'm weak, he's still strong. Amen. The thing that will shut God down, even though he's strong, powerful, and he can do anything, is doubt, unbelief. Amen. Praise God. So if we will just muster up our faith, amen, he can do the rest. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles, open them up with me to the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 10. Jeremiah. Chapter number 10. And verse 6. Jeremiah 10. Verse 6, For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. Who would not fear thee, O King of nations? For to thee doth it appertain. For as much as among all the wise men of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like unto thee. But there are altogether brutish and foolish. The stock is a doctrine of vanities. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and an everlasting King. At His wrath the earth shall tremble and the nations shall not be able to abide His indignation. Amen. Skip to verse 11. Thus shall ye say unto them, The gods that have not made the heavens and the earth, even they shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom. He hath stretched out the heavens by his discretion. When he uttereth his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens. And he causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings with rain and bringeth forth the wind out of his treasures. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we worship your wonderful name. We ask you, God, to have your way. We bless you and we worship you. We thank you. Lord, we couldn't do it without you. We can't have church. This is your church. 
Amen. We need your word. We need your spirit. We need you to speak to every single person in this place right now, God. Help us all, Lord, to receive what you want us to receive from your word. Your word is manifold. Your word is multifaceted. And everybody can receive, amen, something same and something different, something specific, something tailor-made just for them, Lord, out of the same word. What a marvelous God we serve. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, the living God. The living God. Amen. It said here that He is the true God and the living God. Amen. It talked about other people and uh, making their gods. It talked about, uh, you know, people that, you know, all the gods, the little G gods that, they didn't make the heavens and the earth, and, you know, they're going to perish from the, the earth someday. Amen. Praise God. He said in, in verse uh, number 8, they, but they are altogether brutish and foolish. The stock is a doctrine of vanities. Now, what that means is the stock is another name for a hunk of wood, a tree trunk. Amen. Because people were making gods out of trees, carving them up. Amen. And, and, and their God would have teachings and they would have praise to their God and they would have a, a, a religion around this stock of a tree. Amen. And he said the stock, amen, is brutish and foolish and it's a doctrine of vanities because there's only one true God and there's only one living God. Amen. Thirty times in the Bible the phrase living God appears. Why do you think that is? Because God knew that mankind with the heavy influence of the devil would worship and serve gods that are dead and lifeless. Amen. And so he wanted to put it in our minds. Amen. That he is the living God. He is the one true God and the one true living God. Amen. You see, folks, God programmed it into our DNA, into our soul, into our spirit, our hearts. Amen. Of every human being, we are born with a desire, an inherent desire to worship God. Amen. To worship God. Praise God. And, and And just worship is in there. And sadly, you know, God intended that worship to only be directed to Him. He made us. He's the one true living God. And He made us to worship. And so He said, that worship that's built into you, put it all to me because I'm your creator. Amen. But sadly, people rejected their creator. And they still had that desire to worship. So they was worshiping, we're worshiping everything under the sun but God. Amen. And it was because of man's fallen nature, they began to direct their worship to all kinds of things. So he wanted to distinguish himself, amen, from all the dead gods. Because there's plenty of them out there, folks. Amen. There's so many. Amen. And a dead god is one that is either man-made or it's something that God created that man turned into a god and worships and serves it. I mean, for example, we talked about the stock. 
So people will cut a tree down and they'll take that tree and they'll carve it and make it into a God. Amen. They'll take a piece of stone and make it into a God. They'll take some kind of metal like iron or whatever and they'll make it into a God. And they'll give that God eyes. They'll give that God ears. They'll give that God a mouth. They'll pray to that God. Amen. And it's man-made. It's a dead God. Even if it looks lifelike, even if it looks like it has uh, some of the features uh, of, of what we think a God would have. Amen. And then they would take God's creation. Amen. The Bible said they worship the host of heaven, the sun, the moon, and the stars. They worship volcanoes. They worship trees. They worship various animals and birds and reptiles and creatures of the sea. Amen. I'm telling you, even though those are living creatures, amen, it's still a dead God. Because, amen, a creature of the sea is not going to answer a prayer. A volcano is not going to answer a prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. The sun, the moon, the stars are not going to do a miracle for you. Praise God. We have got to worship the living God. Romans 1.25 said, Who changed the truth of God into a lie, talking about certain people, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. People changed their worship uh, and they, they channeled it to the creature, which means the created beings, amen, instead of the one that created. There's only one creator, amen, and that's the living God. There's a lot of creatures, some majestic, some powerful, some very impressive, but nothing worthy of worship, nothing worthy of prayer, nothing worthy of serving, amen, nothing worthy of giving your life to. Amen. Then there are those that worship the devil and his demons, which are fallen angels. Amen. They are living creatures, but they're really dead because they, reject, they were rejected by God as they rebelled against him and were cast out of heaven. The Bible said they are currently in chains of darkness, reserved unto the impending judgment of a day coming soon. Amen. Yes, they still are, are free to still mess around and, and cause people grief. And we don't understand all about that, but I do see, amen, that they're not any gods. Praise God. People are worshiping the devil. People giving their lives to the devil. And what's he done? He's given them misery. Amen. He's not answering any prayers. Oh, yeah, he can string people along. He can do what, what you know, some sleight of hand stuff. He can do some kind of, you know, what he considers, considers miracles. Amen. Or whatever an angel can do that seems to be like a miracle just to get people, amen, to follow him. But let me tell you something. You give your life to that, that kind of a situation and people have done it and they are in ruin. Praise God. God loves, the living God loves those that serve him, those that worship him, those that pray to him, those that are in allegiance to him. He loves them. He cares for them. He has their best interests at heart. The devil does not. The devil is selfish. All he wants is what he wants. And he'll use people until he's done and he throws them away. He could care less. Amen. Every living thing created by the living God is a creature. And we are not to worship and serve any creature. Amen. Only the Creator is to be worshipped and served. Amen. Like the song said, God's not dead. He's alive. Amen. I feel them in my hands. I feel them in my feet. 
I feel them in my heart. I feel them all over me. God's not dead. He's alive. Praise God. There's nothing like feeling the presence of God. There's nothing like being in the will of God. There's nothing like knowing that you have the favor of God. And folks, you can't get that from any dead gods. There's a lot of counterfeits out there. Amen. Even Jesus warned, amen, in the last days there'll be false prophets and false Christs coming to try to deceive many. Even the very elect, amen, would try to be deceived. But he said, don't worry. Don't follow after them. You just stay focused on the living God and you're going to be okay. Amen. You know, one of the saddest examples of of when people directed their worship to man-made gods was shortly after the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea. Amen. Exodus 32, verse 1. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, that man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what has become of him. Amen. So here, after all God did to get them out of Egypt and the miracle of the Red Sea. And now Moses, he's up there for you know, a little over a month, 40 days and 40 nights, getting the Ten Commandments, getting everything situated. Amen. And here these people can't even stay with the God, the living God, the Creator. Amen. They, were, they just wanted to, hey, we don't know what happened to Moses. We don't know about Moses as God. Hey, Aaron, we need a God right now. Come on. All right, give me your gold. And they just threw the gold to him, and he made a a golden calf. And they began to worship that thing. They began to worship him, and they began to pray to that thing. They began to do everything. They began to have, you know, big old party and go crazy. Amen. And God had to tell Moses, it's time to get down there and straighten things out. There's a problem down there. Amen. How soon people will forget. How soon people will redirect their allegiance. Amen. We got to stay loyal. We got to stay true to the only true and living God. Amen. He's the only one that's going to see us through to the end. None of these other gods, I don't care what promises they have, I don't care what they say, they won't make it through. It's going to pass away with everything else. Every false god we read in Jeremiah shall pass away under the heavens and on the earth. Amen. Yeah, the, the, the only ark, uh, the, the, the only boat that made it in the flood was Noah's ark. There was all kinds of other boats. There could have been people saying, eh, don't worry, we, we got our own boat. Amen. There's no boat going to make it except God's boat. Amen. And, and there's no God going to get you through except a living God. Praise God. Oh, some might string you along and some might help. And there's pleasures of sin for a season, amen. But you know what? It's only the true God that's going to make it when things really start getting rough in this world. Amen. Psalms 115, verse 4. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. They that make them are like them. 
They're making a dead God and they're spiritually dead. Because you can't make a God and lift yourself out of a better situation. Amen. Amen. I'm going to carve myself a little God and put him on the dashboard. Woo! No woo. Amen. I don't want no God that's going to fit in my back pocket. Amen. I don't even want a God as big as a volcano. I don't want a God as big. I don't want a God as big as a measly Mount Everest. Amen. I want a God who says, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Amen. I want a God who says, I fill heaven and earth. Amen. There's no place where I am not that you can go. Praise God. That's the kind of God I want. You can't make a God. That's trying to, people trying to save themselves, trying to appease themselves when they make a God and think, they think they try to better their lives. Amen. That's almost like people are becoming their own creators. There's only one God. There's only one creator. And His name is Jesus. And we got to let Him be the, the God He is. Let Him be the creator. Amen. Too many people dabbling in creation around here. Amen. Too many people in the scientific community just saying that they ought to be asking the, not the question of if we can do it. Amen. Or they should be saying, should we do it? Amen. They're trying to play God and mess around with DNA and mess around with cloning and all kinds of weird stuff. They shouldn't be the creator. They better let God handle stuff. Amen. What God are we trusting in today? Amen. I want to trust in the true God. I want to trust in the living God. Everything else I trust in, it's going to let me down. But God will never let me down. Amen. A man-made God not only can't do anything for those that made it, but is helpless and actually needs the assistance of those that made it. Because man-made gods get cobwebs. Man-made gods have to be dusted off by somebody when you dust off the rest of the furniture. Amen. Man-made God's got to be cleaned up. Man-made God's need maintenance. I don't want no God that needs maintenance. I want no God that has cobwebs. Amen. I remember when the Ark of the Covenant was captured back during the time of the book of Judges. Amen. When Samuel was just a little boy and Eli was the high priest. Amen. And it was a kind of a dire time. And they went up against the Philistines and they took the ark out there with them thinking that that's going to be, boy, when they, we got the ark, we're going to win. Well, you're not going to win unless you take it right and you do the right thing. But anyway, they lost that battle and the ark was taken, captured, captured by the Philistines. And they decided to put the ark in their, the house, the temple of their god, Dagon. Amen. Now, Dagon, now that's a man-made god. And Dagon was half man. His upper half was like a man. And his lower half was like a fish. Maybe he was a merman. Amen. I don't know. But it looked like a merman. You know, he was a bottom half fish. And a top half, he was a man. And the image of Dagon was standing up big inside that temple. And here they brought the ark and put it right there. And they closed the door. The next morning, they got up. They went inside there. And Dagon was off his pedestal and right on his face, right down below, right in front of the ark. Because every other god is going to bow down to my god. Amen. And so Dagon was bowing down to the ark, which was the typical of the presence of Jehovah. 
they were all, they all the priests of Dagon. Oh, they're frantic. Well, let's help our God up. Oh, oh, let's help him up. Let's put him up on the pedestal. Amen. Because he's down. Oh no, somebody get some paint. We get, we get somebody get. Hey, we need some little uh, the expert over here. Come over here. We we got a little chunk off of here. We got a patch. Anybody do any bondo work over here? Amen. Call Earl Scheib. Call twenty four hour paint. Get him over here. We got to fix old Dagon up. And they got him up, and they got him all stood up. All right, Dagon. Woo! And they're worshiping and praising him. They had to help us their own God. Amen. I thank God that Jesus, amen, my God, has never had a bad day. He's never needed my help. Amen. I help him in the kingdom of God, but I help him because he wants me to help him. Amen. But he doesn't need the help of anybody, really. He's self-sufficient. He's the, he's the great I am. He, he's Yahweh, the, the self-existent, self-sufficient one. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So they stood him up, got it all situated, turned the lights off and went home. And the next morning, they came back, the priest, to open up the temple of Dagon. And they, to their horror, not only was Dagon off of his pedestal and down on his face again, like bowing before the ark, but his head was chopped off and his arms were chopped off. And then they were like, Oh my God, my God. Yeah, it looks like the ark's doing pretty good. (laughs) Amen. That's man-made. But see, they don't understand. You guys made that God out of some fictitious thing that you, you had that you think he's existing somewhere. Or that, that, and they're worshiping it. That idol like it is Dagon. Amen. And nothing is helping them. Praise God. They had to get rid of that ark. That ark, there was pestilence that came. There was disease that came to all the... They, there was five lords of the Philistines, five major cities, amen, of the Philistines. And they, everybody was a hot potato with that ark. They said, get it out of our city. And they put it to that city. They put it to Gath. They put it to Ekron. They put it to all the five cities. They all had a big old powwow and said, we got to get rid of this thing. And they sent it back to Israel. Amen. Because you don't mess... With the real God and the real God stuff. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I don't want uh, to have to help my God out. Amen. Hey, God, you need a helping hand up? I'm kind of feeling down in the mouth. Well, you're down on your, on your face. You need your help? I, I, I needed help with my family. I need help with my, my, my health. I need help with some finances. I need help over at work. I need help with this relationship. You know, and the, oh man, I have to dust them off again. You see the futility of it? But people don't see the futility. They don't understand. Amen. You're worshiping. He's got a mouth, but he's not going to say nothing to you. He's got ears, but he hasn't heard one prayer you said. Amen. He's got eyes, but he doesn't see your plight. But the living God does. Amen. Remember last week, God's watching. God's watching. He sees it all. Amen. Amen. There was a man in Isaiah 44 that cuts down a tree. It's getting dark and cold at night. So he cuts down a tree and he takes part of that tree and he builds a fire. He warms himself by the fire. Ooh, that's nice. Then he takes some food, amen, and puts it on the fire, amen, and cooks that, that food. And he says, wow, this is great, amen. 
Isaiah 44, 16, He burneth part thereof in the fire. With part thereof he eateth flesh, he roasteth roast, and is satisfied. Yet he, warm, yea, he warms himself and says, Aha, I am warm, I have seen the fire. And the residue thereof he maketh a god, even his graven image. He falleth down unto it, and worshipeth it, and prayeth unto it, and saith, Deliver me, for thou art my god. And he just cut down the tree. He makes a god out of... He burns part of it. Now, wait a minute. She's cut a separate tree down. Because aren't you burning part of your god? Didn't you get a little bit of roast juice on part of your god here? I, I don't understand. That was all together, one tree. And, but he takes this other section and says, This is going to be my god. He bows down to it. And he worships it. And he prays, Thou art my god. And it's just futile. Verse 19 said... God said, and none considereth in his heart, neither is there knowledge nor understanding to say, I've burned part of it in the fire. Yea, also I've baked bread upon the coals thereof. I've roasted flesh and eaten thereof. And shall I make the residue thereof an abomination? Shall I fall down to the stock of a tree? Oh, God, help us. Amen. To realize there is no substitute. There is no counterfeit. There is no other God that will do. Amen. When you come to the living God like we've come to, praise God, no other situation out there will do for us or for anybody. See, that's known as spiritual ignorance. There's too much ignorance in religion. There's too much superstition in religion. There's too much ritual in religion. There's too many traditions and commandments of men in religion that try. Even Jesus said they take their traditions and their commandments of their men and they try to equate them and put them equal with the commandments of God. There's nothing wrong with our traditions. There's nothing wrong, amen, with some of the things we do. But we never should make them equal with God's word, equal with the living God and what he says, amen. Acts chapter 17 Paul went to Mars Hill in Athens, Greece, where all the great philosophers, you know, like the, 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 you know, the, the ones that came out like Plato and Socrates and Aristotle, they all came out of Greece. Amen. It was just a place of knowledge and enlightenment. Amen. And Paul went to this place in Athens, Greece called Mars Hill, which was full of idols of every god in the whole world. And Paul said in Acts 17, 22, he stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. So Paul's walking through all of these other, these, these idols and these, these, you know, Places of devotion for every known God in the world. Amen. Because they, they, they prided themselves on knowing about every kind of religion. And they had a representation and a little altar and a little idol of every single thing in the whole world. Amen. And Paul was looking around and said, man, these people are superstitious. They, they're just worshiping everything. They wanted to make sure all their bases are covered so they don't offend any gods. They had the Greek mythology gods. They had the Roman mythology gods. They had all the gods. But he saw one, uh, one particular little uh, uh, devotion and idol and little thing. And it said, to the unknown God. You know what? They wanted to cover all their bases. Hey, we might not know about all the gods. 
So we better have one for the unknown God because so, we don't want the unknown God getting mad at you and getting mad at us. Yeah, that's a good thing, guys, because you didn't have anything there for Jehovah. You didn't have anything there for Yahweh. Praise God. And so Paul, in his wisdom, he was, amen, wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. And he saw that as an opportunity to preach Jesus to him. And he said, hey, I see an unknown God here. I'm going to declare him to you. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the only true God. He's the living God. All these other gods are dead. They're they're, they're not going to do you any good. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I thank God we're serving a living God in this church. I thank God we're serving a living God in our families. Praise God. I thank God we're ending up the year with a living God and we're going into another year with a living God. We don't know what's going to happen, but I got the living God with me. I don't want the God that fits in my pocket to take me through the rough ride Amen. that I might have to go through here and there. I want the living God. I want the one with the power. Those who worship and serve dead gods are spiritually dead themselves. Just like what, what our text said. Amen. And what, what uh, Psalms uh, said about the ones that make those silver and gold gods. Those that trust in them are just like them. Amen. You see, we serve what we worship. Amen. And remember, worship is what we highly regard in our lives what we appreciate the most in our lives and what is most important to us and what we spend all of our time and we spend our, our, our emotions and our heart, mind, strength, and soul. Amen. When we, we devote, that's really what worship is. Amen. Some people worship carnal and worldly pleasures, so they serve sin. Some people worship the high or the escape from reality, amen, that drugs and alcohol give them, so they serve drugs and alcohol. Some people worship money and, and, and possessions and worldly pleasures and things, amen, and so they serve their jobs, amen, they're workaholics, even when they don't have to be. I understand sometimes we got to work two and three jobs to make ends meet. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people, amen, that are married to their jobs and their families suffer and everything else suffer they worship at that we got to be careful with that some people worship their body so they serve exercise and i know i don't know about you but i could, probably could use a couple sit-ups after this week hey, amen but you know what the bible said that bo- that bodily exercise profiteth little what does that mean is god doesn't want us to be in good shape no it just means when you compare Amen. But he said, but, but spirituality, but righteousness, amen, but spiritual exercise, hallelujah, it goes beyond because bodily exercise is just for the here and now. I know it helps us be healthy and we'll live longer, amen, but amen, spirituality and worshiping God and having our priorities right, amen, is not only in this life, but the life to come because eternal life will be way beyond our bodies, Amen. Some people worship themselves. You find anybody that does that? You know, when I say worship, they're not bound down on themselves. I'm just saying that, 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 you know, the whole world revolves around them. If they died, we'd all have to close up and, I don't know, 
what would happen? It would be the end of the world. Amen. So they serve their selfish desires. Some people worship other people. Amen. They worship and they follow other people. Amen. So they serve that person or people. But all these things are dead things that cannot save us, give us true happiness, or give us true purpose in our lives. Only the true God and the living God, only the creator that knows exactly how we tick and what's going on. He knows the inside and out of us. He knows uh, what makes us tick and what's, what's really uh, you know, bothering us and what we're going through. Amen. And he is a true heavenly father that loves us and he cares about us. Because see, if after we pray, and after we worship, and after we serve our God, amen, I'm talking about the little G God, with all of our heart, souls, and when it's all said and done, and we're no better off than before, I think it's time to change God, don't you? Amen. I've changed plenty of gods over the years. Hallelujah. Amen. But then I found the Creator. I found the true God and eternal life. His name is Jesus. I found, amen, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last, He which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty, amen, the altogether lovely, the cheapest of 10,000 in my soul. I found, amen, hallelujah, the bright and the morning star. The root and the offspring of David. Amen. The lion of the tribe of Judah. I found him. Amen. The Almighty. There's only one Almighty, living, true God. I found him. And I'm not going back to the other gods. You just tell all the other gods, hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back. No more, no more. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 18. The people, because of Jezebel and Ahab, King Jezebel, King Ahab and Queen Jezebel, they had people worshiping Baal. Amen. They had hundreds of prophets of Baal. All kinds of stuff going on. Amen. And Elijah came unto all the people in verse 21. How long halts he between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And then he said, why don't you guys go first? You're going to have altars right here. And the God that answers by fire. Amen. He said, you call in the name of your gods, verse 24, and I'll call in the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. So he said, you guys go first. So it's one guy over here, Elijah. And it's 850 prophets of Baal, amen, and priests of Baal over on this side. They went from morning until, until almost noon, and nothing happened. Amen. And you know what, folks? I know that some gods are very impressive. I know that some religions are very hard to believe that they can't be real. Amen. Because of all the people that are involved, all the pomp and circumstance, all the money, all the possession, all the, the architecture and the geography and the, and the properties and the buildings and the edifices. And you're thinking, man, this can't be. Wow, look at this. Amen. But I'm telling you, we got to go with the God that answers by fire, folks. Amen. The God that's he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. That's the one we're going to go with. No matter how impressive it is. 
850 prophets of the man-made false god Baal to one prophet of the true and living God. Amen. Don't go by numbers. Don't go by numbers. Amen. God and I make a majority. Amen. The, the, the majority has been wrong before. Praise God. But after several hours of worship and crying out to their God, Elijah began to mock the prophets of Baal. He said, maybe Baal's talking to somebody else and he can't be disturbed. He can't hear you. Maybe he's busy with another thing going on. Maybe he's out of the office right now. Amen. And you're getting his voicemail and he's on a long journey. Or maybe he's sleeping and you need to scream a little bit louder so you can wake him up. And then finally, and then they, they, after he said that, they went crazy. They started even cutting themselves. Like, wow, that's really going to be God on the scene. No, that's going to hurt. Like, you know what? I'm out of this religion. Amen. Because pain hurts. I'm allergic to pain. Amen. Are you allergic to anything? No medication, just pain. Amen. So careful with that big old sewing needle. Where's that going? Praise God. Amen. So I'm allergic to pain. Why would I want to inflict that? That's not love. That's not God. But they did all that. Amen. Thinking that that would impress their God. That's the kind of weird God that they were serving. First Kings 18.38. Amen. Once when they were done, then Elijah prayed a prayer. And then the Bible said that fire of the Lord fell, consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood and the stones and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their face and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. Amen. That one event turned the whole nation of Israel around and they began to worship the true God. There's only one God that answers by fire. There's only one God that answers prayer. There's only one God that can truly save your soul. There's only one God that can deliver you on His promise of eternal life in heaven praise God praise God praise God 1 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 4 we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other God but one for though there be that are called gods whether in heaven or in earth as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there's but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in Him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things. Jeremiah 23, 23. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? You better believe He's a God right at hand. He's not like those gods that can't hear, even though they have ears, and can't see, even though they have eyes. We better pray unto the right God. We better take the right God into 2020. We better live for God and in the living true God. Jeremiah, I mean, Acts 17, 27, and that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. I'm to God I'm serving. Isaiah 59, 1, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Oh yeah, he can do it. He's the only true living God. There's no God beside him. He said, hey, I don't know any God beside me. There's no God above me. There's no God below me or beside me. Amen. There are all these man-made gods and, and these things that I made that, that man's turned into a God. They're not gods. Amen. And because he lives, he gives life to all those that worship, serve, and trust him. Amen. Because Jesus rose from the dead... 
Amen. We're going to rise. Because he lives, God became a man to die for all mankind so we could have true life and stop worshiping and serving dead gods and dead things and dead end streets in our lives so we could have newness of life, so we could have abundant life, so we could have everlasting life with him in heaven. Amen. Would you stand with me? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to serve the true and the living God. Amen. I know people aren't really, you know, in this modern age, too much, especially in the United States, carving up a tree and making a God put in their backyard. It's not as simplistic as that anymore. But you know what I mean. We can make gods out of a lot of things. Amen. Anything that you put above God, you're making a God. Amen. God, He needs to be first. Seek first the kingdom of God. Amen. He told the Ephesian church in Revelation chapter 2. Amen. You have left your first love. Amen. He's got to be our first love. And number one, amen, in our heart, anything else above Him would be actually putting it into a God status. Oh, Lord, help us. Thank you, Jesus, for right priorities. Thank you, Jesus, God. Amen. Help us, Lord, just to come to this realization. Amen. Not having to go through a lot of school of hard knocks, but just to see the situation, to reason it out, to hear what the Word of God says, to see what other people are going through so that we don't have to continue to make any mistakes and, and have other other things above you that we think that we trust more than you oh lord we need to trust you as the utmost in our life thank you lord thank you jesus this altar's open if you'd like to come what an incredible message thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may god bless you